Welcome to the Creative Itch Podcast. I'm Jeff Lippy, your host. Tonight's topic is process that, how we do things. Let's get into it. We all have a process, whether it's documented, undocumented, known, unknown, followed, or not. But we need to talk about process because how we do things matters, uh, both for our own sanity and for the efficiency of taking on additional projects and having an understanding of what we are getting into. So the first part I'm going to talk about is what type of mode we approach our work with. I think there's three main ones. I'm sure there's additional ones that we could get into, or maybe even subtypes. But the three main ones are a planner. Are you a planner? Do you like to make lists and jot out notes and pre-plan meetings, your schedule, your daily you know, routine, your habits, your meetings? Does planning in advance give you uh, more confidence or more reassurance uh, or just a double check for what you're going to do throughout the day? A lot of people who plan say that it helps reinforce and keep them on track. However, there are many different levels to the type of planning that you may or may not do. And we'll get into that more. The second type is the procrastinator. <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there at one point or another uh, when we were younger or maybe even still now. Uh, but the procrastinator puts things off for a variety of reasons. Maybe there's more things to enjoy, more chores that need done. Uh, maybe they just lost track of time. Um, another one, though, is, which sounds weird, procrastinating until you have the pressure on for you to have your peak performance. Some individuals perform better when the pressure is on. And that only comes for some people when they procrastinate. Other people might feel completely opposite and feel out of their mind when there's too much pressure. Um, so it's definitely a sliding scale. The third one is frantic. Are you a frantic person? Are you scurrying from one thing to another without much planning or thought? Um, you may not be procrastinating, but you're also not making a good momentum to completing tasks and work and goals. Um, and everybody has their own approach. I'm not sure that you could say choosing frantic would be efficient and maybe your default. <laughs> um, but again, I think we can all be frantic at times without a process. Next, I want to get into uh, reminders and checklists. Why is that important? Without reminders, whether they're automated on an on our phone, on an app, on a sticky note, on a list, uh, we may omit or forget things that we are trying to do or uh, double check. And with that, we can miss items that are important or unimportant. But the problem is without 
uh, reminders and checklists. We can get sloppy in our deliverables, sloppy in our habits, and really that just creates things that are harder to manage for ourselves and those that we collaborate with. Now, how we track our work also feeds into our process, whether or not you plan or procrastinate. Um, a lot of people like to do it electronically, and some people like to do it analog or old school with pen and paper or, uh, you know, something similar. I myself am a blend uh, for a variety of things. I use uh, Trello um, task management app to track my work. Uh, and projects to see what is in progress, what is um, you know, waiting for me to pick it up, and what might be blocked uh, for various reasons to keep me from doing it. And uh, other times, I prefer the analog of uh, pen and I won't say paper, but sticky notes, which you know is paper, but it's specific type. I add them into notebooks, I take them with me, I put them on whiteboards, I put them on my desk. Um, and there's something very uh, satisfactory and tactile with the crossing it out manually. Um, so there's, you know, that part of the process, whether it's just a few things that we're tracking, or if it's lots and lots of items that we are trying to keep track of. The next part of the process to think about is what parts of your process are repeatable? You know, what happens frequently versus what happens on a one-off ongoing basis or, you know, ad hoc. Um, some some of our schedule and process is likely predictable and happens every time we do, you know, a certain type of project or a certain type of work and other times uh, we may have one-off requests that are different than our typical work that require augmenting our typical process uh, versus, you know, adhering to what we currently or normally do. And that feeds into our efficiency. And without tracking what we're doing, we lack efficiency or at least insight into how we are operating. And the reason that Knowing your style of process is important is because when you work with other individuals, whether that be collaborators or clients uh, or other people, you want to have a good understanding of what your work style and process are so that you can better align with those that you are working with. Now, some people have very... Um, flushed out processes for what they're trying to accomplish, um, you know, uh, even written down methods. Uh, this is definitely true uh, if you're at a small company or, you know, medium to large company. Uh, but even if you're on your own, you can have a very, um, I won't say rigid, but you can have a very specific process that you follow. Uh, to ensure projects go off as intended, planned, and, um, you know, perceived or quoted, however you want to look at that. And the process is important because without understanding your process, your work style, 
it will make it harder for you to understand different types of projects and apply your knowledge from the previous project to, you know, better enhance the accuracy of your quotes, to better enhance your efficiency for time on task, to give you a better idea if it's better for you to, you know, bill hourly or at a project basis based on, you know, the goods or services you're creating. And so the process really feeds directly into that. And so again, um, maybe you have something more informal, such as, you know, after you get a quote sent out and, you know, you have something agreed to with a client, you evaluate requirements, you have a period of uh, back and forth clarification, questioning, you have a period of uh, rough outs or wireframing or sketching, you have a, a process for uh, getting feedback and refinement of your initial work products, whether it's editing, revisions, um, you know, so on. Um, you have a process of cleanup and a process for deliverable, right? And so by understanding those different parts of your process, or if you take on different types of work product, um, how the process may differ for each type, that can help you plan to get better at you know, managing your time for project work that is built at a project level versus projects that are built hourly because you really want to find your sweet spot in how you approach projects and having a good understanding of your work style and your process is one of the best ways to make those other aspects run more efficiently and to make you feel less chaotic while you're managing um, you know, the ambiguity of projects. Sometimes you'll have you know, more requirements or more information or more research um, at the ready. Uh, and other times you'll have to scramble or you know, feel scrambled to collect it in time to really meet a deadline. And again, documenting your process, even if it's simple, um, doesn't have to be overly complicated. Uh, you could probably find templates online. I will work on trying to put something together related to how I process things uh, for my own personal projects in the future. And I'll make that available on some form or fashion. But really, copying somebody else's process isn't guaranteed to help you succeed. You need to understand how you best do your work and come up with a process to make yourself more efficient and more aligned to the outcomes. And again, I'm not suggesting you change your work style uh, or your habits or how, how you track and process your own work, but understanding how you do can give you more insight into how you might want to adapt. Uh, if a client prefers a specific type of communication, they prefer you know emails or phone calls uh, versus, you know, text messages or something, right? So giving your process um, some flexibility will also help you work on different types of projects, different types of creative output, and with different even types of clients. Um, because again, if your process is too rigid, uh, you will struggle with different types of work. Now, if you always take on the same type of work and you're not looking to take on uh, variation, then maybe a rigid process is better. 
Uh, but, you know, to keep open to the possibilities, some flexibility in your process will give you some breathing room. And if you understand that you, you know, are good at work under pressure when you procrastinate, consider having more deadlines at smaller milestones instead of one giant milestone so you can procrastinate more quickly <laughs> as funny as that concept is um but you know having having what works for you is the most important thing uh, many times you'll see you know articles uh, or resources that say this is you know what you do x y and z and it'll be an amazing process and that may be true for whoever created that content or authored it. However, uh, we all work individually. We all have our unique personality traits and quirks. And that's not a bad thing. That's to be celebrated. But that also means we need to understand that what works for one person may not be directly um, applied for us. And that's okay. Uh, you should... Try incorporating new things into your process if you feel like there are inefficiencies, but you shouldn't do so to the detriment of your, your normal flow or process because even if your process isn't the best, if it helps you flow and get through projects in an orderly fashion, that's really all that matters. So again, as you go through your work, think about whether or not you're a planner, a procrastinator, or frantic. Think about how you can leverage reminders, uh, whether automated or, you know, analog on, you know, sticky notes, your notepad, a journal, um, a scheduler, whatever keeps you aligned to your work, whether you track it electronically or on paper, and think about the tasks that are repeatable and predictable versus those that are unpredictable. Give yourself room if you're taking on a new type of work for those unpredictable one-off tasks. But try to give yourself enough stability or predictability in your process that you can get through the work in a way that is best suited for your work-life balance and to help you really excel at what you're doing. But most of all, Align it to yourself, make it unique, and make it functional for you. And if it helps somebody else, great. But if not, your process only needs to help you, and that's okay. So, think about process and how it can benefit your work in direct and indirect ways. Thanks.